Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to All Things Therapy. I am Lisa Tahir, your host. Today is a special show because I really love the guest that I'll be interviewing. I felt an immediate resonance with her work. So in just a few minutes, we will be with Petia Kolobova. She is a confidence coach. She teaches manifestation to women in really practical and easy to understand ways. We're going to talk about what manifestation is and what it isn't, how it's different from positive thinking. These are just some of the questions I have for her. So stay tuned in. I want to share a little bit about myself. If you haven't listened or watched before, welcome. Find me on social media at NOLA Therapy. It's the abbreviation for New Orleans, Los Angeles Therapy. And my website is nolatherapy.com. There you can book sessions with me virtually from wherever you are in the world. I have an online empowerment class and it's spelled I-N hyphen empowerment because I believe we source from within instead of looking all around us and wondering what to get or what we don't have. It's really about tapping into what's already inside of us, the the knowledge, the wisdom, and how to bring that forth and forward through other practices and techniques and methods that I talk about in that online class. So check that out, as well as my new book, Endorsed by His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama, having to do with self-forgiveness and empathy and using those two things to heal our deepest core wounds. It's called the Chiron Effect healing our core wounds through astrology, empathy, and self-forgiveness. So you can find everything out, nolatherapy.com, social media, nolatherapy. 
Before Petia begins her time with us, I want to give a shout out to my new sponsor. They're really awesome. I'm wearing their clothing. It's a brother and brother team. Mike Faherty and his twin brother have come up with this really exquisite clothing line of high-end cotton clothing, perfect for the summer. As my listener, they're offering you 20% off your first order, and they offer a lifetime guarantee with all of the clothing that they make, which means you can exchange it. No questions asked for the lifetime of which you own their clothing. Go check them out. They are at fairtybrand.com forward slash ATT. And I'm going to spell that out for you since it's a last name. It's F like Frank, A-H-E-R-T-Y brand.com forward slash ATT for all things therapy. I'm really loving the interaction I've been having with them and really invite you to go check them out. Okay, it's time for Petia. So Petia Kolobova, you can find her at PetiaKolobova.com. She's a great YouTube channel, unapologetically abundant with videos. She's a podcast host as well. Her show is unapologetically abundant. And like I said, she's an expert in the fields of meditation, fitness, which if you know me, I'm a former half three-time Ironman, former fitness instructor. Petia is a figure former figure competitor i want to hear more about how that has influenced her work and she's passionate about offering you practical tips and tools on how to gain and maintain a healthy body self-confidence and spiritual well-being three important components and i just want to welcome you petia everything else i can ask you Thank you so much for having me, Alyssa. What a beautiful introduction. And, you know, I'm really happy that you have these sponsors because I keep looking at your top today and I'm like, that's so cute. And so I will definitely be checking them out myself. Thank you for that. I'll send you the code. How are you today? I am doing wonderful. Really excited about our talk. And especially when I find out that you're the author of the book that I've been eyeing for the last couple of days. Like, what are the chances, right? You know, I feel like that really leads into this work that you do on manifesting and that you were looking for a book. It came to you. Here's our interview to meet each other, feel each other's energy. And I'm just curious where you want to start with us, because I know you've had your own journey of having to develop your self-esteem and confidence from in your 20s when you experienced a lot of depression and an eating disorder. I've, I've heard you speak about in your work. Where is a place to begin? That's a great question. And I feel like it really starts with the journey. So people can, it's so easy to look at me nowadays and say like, oh, she's married to the laugh of her life and has a six figure online coaching business traveling the world, you know, works only with her soulmate clients. That's so easy to see now and then say like, oh, that's not possible for me. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's why I love starting at the complete, complete beginning, even before I came here to this earth. Because before I came here, you know, I truly believe that we choose our parents and what experiences we come here to experience. And when my mom was dating my biological father, she got pregnant after two years of dating him the first time she had an encounter with him. So my whole life, the story that I've created for myself is I'm an accident. Mm. I shouldn't be here. 
because I wasn't like lovingly planned and brought into this world, something that we are doing now with my husband, Mm -hmm. but I was an accident. So that's where it was like the beginning, beginning. And then my mom, she remarried when I was five years old and my stepfather was mentally and physically abusive, meaning even more evidence that I shouldn't be here, that I'm a bother. And since a very little girl, I started to build these feelings of I'm useless, I'm unlovable, I'm unworthy. And that's what was showing up for decades in my life. Because whatever we believe, you know, whether it's love of attraction or just like pure like science right behind it, whatever we focus on, we will attract And I was focusing on, all men are cheating, I'm unworthy, I'm unlovable, it's hard to make money. And all these limiting beliefs that I lived with, with my parents and grandparents. So that's where my journey began. Can I jump in to ask you a question, Patia? At what age did you have that awareness? Because for me, it was later as I was older that I had the awareness of what I was taught those messages that, oh, I felt unlovable because of X, Y, and Z. I'm curious when you started to connect all those dots. Connecting dots, as Steve Jobs says, right? We can connect the dots only looking backwards. So when I was a little girl, I had no idea. I started to have this awareness after I started my own journey with mentors and coaches and working on myself. When things started to kind of make sense, like why things were happening, So it was in a later age. And really, to be frank, I believe that the biggest breakthrough started to happen after I was 30, you know, 32, 33. That's when the biggest shift started to really happen. But up until that point, it was just felt like the weight of the world just like falling on me. And I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to like live like that. And when I was 18, I ran away from home and, you know, into toxic relationship. And I attempted of suicide. Mm. Because I was thinking that that's all that is. Yeah, that there wasn't anything for you. Mm-mm. So and I what feel, happened? So well, what happened, we can see that I'm yeah, still you're here. here. Yes. <laughs> I'm still here. So if I would believe in coincidences, I would just say, you know, like by chance, Mike's boyfriend, he was working in construction. There was a big machine they were using the day that broke. So they got home earlier. That's how he found me. Oh, such a divine intervention. The machine breaking, when you really start to put all those parts together, it's, it's remarkable and mind blowing how loved we are by the universe. It really is. And I feel like when we can really sit down and slow down. And I think it's very important, especially nowadays, Lisa, to really slow down and see the evidence of us being guided, see the evidence of us being supported. Because like I said, you can look for all the wrong reasons and all the wrong evidence. But when you can really slow down enough so you can finally see You will find the evidence I'm loved, I'm protected, I'm guided, and everything really is working out for me, even when the things don't go the way we imagine, right? Yeah. You know, that's something I wanted to ask you about at the right time is as far as I was sharing with you personally, that manifestation is one of my favorite topics and areas to really uh, work in and, and grow and learn in. And I'm just getting this awareness in the last couple of days, some things that looked like 
they're not going my way, but I, I had this awareness from the universe. Like, no, 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 you just don't see everything, but everything always does. I, I've always gotten what I want and just really the trust. And I, I started to feel this joy around all right, universe, take the reins. I'm on this ride. Like, show me, like, I want to see this through your eyes. Mm-hmm. And so just at some point, will you help us understand how to interpret our experiences and really be in alignment with the energy of the universe here to lead us and take care of us? I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your experience. And I truly believe it's all about alignment. Like you said, you can try going to the world and trying to control everything. Good luck with that. <laughs> Been there, that doesn't work. Yeah. And when we surrender, because what you're describing right now, it's surrender. Like, okay, it always worked out. It will somehow work out. And one thing that I learned on my journey, we don't always get what we want, but we always get what we need. You know how happy I am that I didn't get the things I wanted? You know, it's like when you look back, when you are like resisting and pushing and trying to work really hard on certain things, and then you're like, Oh my God, thank God that this didn't work out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So again, looking for that evidence because some people easily drop into their heart and trust the divine, trust the universe. Many of the people are still in their head Mm -hmm. looking for the evidence, but how is this working out? But how can you do that, right? There is so much conditioning that we are going through that we need some evidence. So that's why I always start with the evidence in your mind, because then when you have the evidence, you relax. And when you relax, you start to be open to receive and that's what we really want to be doing, trusting and surrendering and being open to receive, especially as us as women, right? Like be really wide hearted, open and trusting that we are safe. I think yes. it's very important for us women to feel safe. I think it is so important for us to feel safe and that the world is for us, that things are working for us and not against us. It can be so lonely to feel like you have to fight. You know, like I know when when I was younger, I felt like I had something to prove to myself, to others. I'm strong. You know, I've got this. And I made things harder on myself. They still worked out. But I realized now I didn't have to spend so much effort because I don't think there was anything I had to prove anyway. It was just in my own mind to feel worthy, to feel valuable instead of knowing that I am. And I wonder if for you, you've had some similar issues to to work through. Absolutely. And I love that you're bringing it up because last year I had this big aha moment when I got a couple new clients in a week and, you know, separately on the calls, I was listening to them. I'm like, oh my gosh, the common denominator is worthiness. They don't feel worthy. They don't feel worthy of love, of being respected, admired, and for them to have the life easy. So I feel that each and every one of us has these limiting beliefs when we are not feeling lovable or worthy. And you could create these beliefs when you were a little child and didn't work through it to change your opinion. Like the moment that I, and this is, again, I love the question that you had, like, did you realize it early or later in your life? I realized it later, but it was such a big, like, aha moment for me. When I was around seven years old, my brother, half brother, he was five years, you know, younger. He was smaller than me. And one weekend, my parents with him were watching cartoons. 
And on the weekend, we had to be like cleaning the house, cleaning our rooms. So I went and I was cleaning the house and they were just chilling. And I was thinking, what's wrong with me? Why I'm not there with them. Maybe they love him more. Maybe I have to prove myself. Maybe I have to work hard. So I also deserve their attention and love. And I was around seven years old, but I took it with me for the rest of my life. That moment I clicked, I'm like, oh, to be loved and seen and like really understood, I have to be doing things, which led me into, you know, years of people pleasing and proving myself. Mm -hmm. So um, it's really fascinating. Um, I wanted to ask you, do you know about human design? Yes. And I know of Erin Claire Jones, who I believe you interviewed as well on your podcast. Yes. yes. Yeah, talk to us about that. She's so amazing. One thing that I wanted to bring up, because what I'm hearing is that you felt that you have the need to prove yourself. And I personally have a mentor who is teaching me about human design because I do human design with my clients. Like anyone who comes to my life, I'm like, here's the link for a free chart. Send it to me back, you know, because I understand them where they're coming from and who they are. And through my chart, what I understood when my mentor explained me is that I do have a defined ego. Meaning I am here to prove myself. Mm. Only 30% of the population has a defined ego. And those people are here to be like, look at me. This is my work. Look at me, what I can do. But 70% don't. And I was always thinking that, oh, I'm like, something is wrong with me because I have this need to prove myself and prove my work. And she was like, well, you are here to prove yourself. I'm like, oh, Oh, so relieving. Right? What is your human design type? I'm a generator 5-1. Okay. I'm a manifesting generator. I don't know the My uh, My husband is a manifesting generator, so I live with one of you. You're like, (laughs) it always reminds me of, you know, how is that movie, The Ice Age? And there is that squirrel who keeps like running and chasing the nut. That's how I feel in a good way about manifesting generators, being so quick, being so like on top of a million things. And I only look at the screen of my husband and he has like two, you know, screens and I get tired just to like look at it. But he is like so thriving by being so thriving. Yes. So it's. It really goes down into understanding yourself. Understanding yourself comes to everything, even the way you manifest. Oh, tell me more about that. It's not for, it's not the same for everyone, right? Like, for example, like there are people who are specific manifestors and Mm non-specific manifestors. I'm a specific manifestor, which means that... I do it like tangibly. I have to have like my vision boards and I have my um, a journal and dream book and all these things, right? Because I'm a specific, I, I got to get a clear idea and then bring it to life to see okay. it. The non-specific manifestors, they just think about something like, oh, wouldn't it be nice? And they forget about it and it comes. Mm. So you don't have to sit down and journal about it and write about it and do uh, uh, vision boards. I have like five vision boards at home. So understanding what works for you, it's amazing. And, oh, and again, so important. I've never heard that before. And I love it. Specific versus non-specific manifestors. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I said, it all goes back into understanding yourself. Who are you and who you came here to be, right? Whether you're doing it through astrology, numerology, understanding who you are. It, I feel like it liberates you because then you are not going into, oh, I should do this and I should be that. And, you know, my parents pay for the school or whatever, like all these things that are in our mind, but we are not being true to who we really are. So right. I think it's so liberating. So how do you, okay, I love this, this, we manifest differently and really understanding how we manifest. Where do we go from there then? So from there, like once you know if you are, you know, specific or non-specific, it's the non-specific would be like really trusting your feeling, trusting your intuition and tapping into the feelings, right? Just like, how do you want to feel? Yes. Specific feeling is very important too, because feeling always leads to, you know, action and action brings our results. I get that. And for us as specific, we get to take a tangible action. So for example, for me, I always wanted to go to Bali. I just think I'm like, it's pretty. I just want to go there. Never been there. Don't speak the language. I don't know. I created a vision board for Bali. And then we got an opportunity to go there because one of my followers who will start to following me when I was hosting a live event, she lived in Bali. And I just joke. I'm like, oh, Uh, one day I will come to visit you. And she was like, oh, anytime. Well, then like three months later, we manifest the trip to Bali, all paid. That's wonderful. And we hosted a retreat there. Thank God it was in 2019. (laughs) Yeah. Travel. We're supposed to go this year, but you can't like there's a quarantine and all these things. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. But I'm like, it's, it's happening very soon. So for me, it's, it's just like seeing the things and seeing the mm. possibilities and tapping into that. That makes me feel that, yeah. makes me feel that it's possible. And when I see something, it's possible. Then I just let it come to me. So I think this is a good point to ask the question, bring up the topic that I mentioned in the introduction, having to do with, I think there's a lot of misconception around manifestation being the same thing as, as just positive thinking, as far as a mentally driven, I am a millionaire, I am healthy, I am something that I'm not right now, where you don't, it doesn't feel true in your body, you don't have an emotional connection to it. And therefore, I've learned it it doesn't manifest because just telling us things we don't, telling ourselves things that we don't believe really wears us out. We become exhausted and then start feeling like there's something wrong with us. We're not doing this right versus an affirmation, a statement that is positive, that's in the direction of where we'd like to go that feels true, like you know, I, I want to know that I can be rich. I want to feel the abundance, like in starting to imagine how we already feel abundant in our lives. Can you help us more in this road of, of just getting there the day to day, you know, spiritual, emotional and psychological processes? I love that. And I love that you're bringing it up because, um, 
I saw many people doing the, like you said, like I'm a millionaire and your subconscious mind says like, well, that's BS. That's not true. You're not. And here's the evidence that you're not. And here's like your car breaking and your fridge is breaking. Oh like, you see what I mean? It's yeah. like the things will start to come up and you're like, well, I'm manifesting money and this is happening. So what's wrong? What am I doing wrong? You're not doing nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. What's happening is that you are, like you said, you are really not aligned with it. And it's not... Um, it's not like wrong because for some of us, it can be working because some people, some people are kinesthetic, some people are visual, some people are auditory. Right. So for like the auditory people who want to be manifesting, they get to get declarations and speaking out. Like my husband, he is auditory. So he has to speak out things into the existence. For me, I'm visual. I have a million of vision boards. It's working for me and yes. it's working for him, but it's just for us, there is no resistance. For me, it's playful to create vision boards. For him, it's playful and joyful to be speaking out the truth. Mm-hmm. So to you get to find a way how you will feel good. It's really about relaxing and feeling good because you will be able to see the opportunities and see the things coming into your life versus I'm a millionaire and I'm healthy and then you're not and your subconscious mind is struggling with it. For me, what really helps it's using the terms like I'm willing and open, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm I'm open. I'm open to live a rich life. I'm excited yes. to live an abundant life. One thing that really helped me along my journey was creating and I have it actually here. I'll show you. Yeah, it's my dream jar. That's beautiful. So I got this as a gift and it's a dream jar. So what I did to help my manifestations, it's I wrote on pieces of paper, all of my desires that I would like with a feeling attached. That's what you were saying, uh, Lisa. Right. So I'm feeling so excited and eager to drive my new Volvo C uh, XC90 car and I can smell the fresh air with my open windows and like I have like different things like that on a pieces of paper I fold it I put it inside and then in the morning I just grab one randomly put a music with the timer for just a couple of the minutes and I go within mm, that's so, beautiful it's such a beautiful practice because there is no resistance. Yeah. I'm not saying like, oh, I have the car and I love it. You know, when I don't, I'm just, it's it's like painting the picture as F, closing your eyes and yes. really yes. recognizing that. I love your process. That's beautiful. And it sounds so fun too, for a couple of minutes, you know, it's possible. Anyone can make the time for something like that. Absolutely. And you know, it gets to be fun and joyful because if manifestation becomes one more thing to do, well, you're already introducing resistance and you don't want to be doing that. Right. And I like how you said your husband is auditory. So he speaks out. You like to create these tangible things. And for me, I'm very tactile, very physical. So I manifest by going to when I'm in Los Angeles. I love Santa Monica Beach, just being on the beach, running on the beach, sitting there. It's like a million dollar view. I feel so abundant. I feel so rich. I walk in a neighborhood where there are these gorgeous homes and I just feel like as if it's mine, like this is, this is where I live. I mean, cause it is, it's like right down the street and just really feel into that abundance, like unlimited. And my body starts to really reverberate with how blessed I am and how, you know, how amazing 
this is and for my relationship that I'm creating, a vision board of the qualities that she's going to have and things we're going to do together. I love creating. It's the most important thing to me, things of meaning and value. So we're going to podcast together. I want to write a book with her, you know, shared topics of interest where we're both like really turned on sharing our gifts to the world, you know, and really inspiring and supporting each other and things like fitness and meditation and you know, like we're, she's going to be kind and we're going to, you know, just, just the qualities. And I feel like when I'm in that place, it's, or my, it's there, like she's here. So just putting that out there since you were sharing some of you and your husband's techniques. That's amazing. And I love how you're doing that because that's how actually my husband manifested me. Oh, tell us. Speaking into existence, his dream girl. So he had okay. a podcast. He has a different one now. But he had a podcast and it was on Facebook every Wednesday, 12 hours live streaming. He was interviewing guests. He was doing it every single week. And one of those sessions, he would be calling in his dream girl and he would be describing like she's a European with a dazzling smile uh, smile, and she's smart and kind and loving. And he would like keep speaking it into the existence. Wow. And that's how he manifested me when he showed me his list because yeah. he wrote like a dream list girl. And I'm like, you just made it up because it was exactly me. like, <laughs> how do you like, you cannot make it up. Like the things that he wrote there, like she's European and, and mm-hmm. things like details like that. But I look yes. at the date and the last day edited, you know how you can look on worth, you know, yes. like Microsoft Word. So I look at it and it was last edited one day, one year and three days ago, the day that he showed it to me. So it works, it works, but also not being attached because when I was manifesting him, I was uh, journaling about him in the morning and I would be writing, I'm so happy and thankful now that I'm in loving, loyal relationship with a man who is family oriented, who treats me like the queen, like the only one. Because up until that point, Lisa, I had a man who cheated, who mm. lied, who were not committed, who were not for family, you know. So with all of that contrast, I knew what I do want and what I do stand for. And it so it took him two years to manifest me. It took me two months to manifest him. So I'm like, I'm a little bit faster, but you're faster. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm making fun of it. But also I am, you know, I'm seven years older than him. Okay. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, maybe I have like lifetimes on me a little bit more than you. But the funny thing is what I wanted to mention is that I would, um, I really gave up on exactly how it should look like. I knew how it should feel like because like he's not my type, right? Like when I was thinking about my type, it's a man who is older and dark hair and like green eyes and whatever, right? Yeah. That was when I was a teenager and growing up. But now he's younger, bald, shaved head, with blue (laughs) eyes, you know? And I am like... Wow. So if I would be following how I wanted it to look like, I wouldn't receive something even better. Yes. We need to remember to put our desires out there and trust in this or something better. I want this or something better. Because the thing is that if we are like, oh, I want only this and the universe wants to bring us something even better, then we are frustrated. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and then we start to create out of that sense of frustration. I follow you. Mm -hmm. I follow you. Absolutely. So I think we get to bring a little bit more playfulness in it and joy. And, you know, like there are times and I've been through them when we are really in survivor, right? Like whether it's financially or with our health, like there might be times like, oh, Petia, easy for you to say, right? When you are safe, when you are loved and all these things. But we get to remember that no matter what is happening in our lives, there's something that is working. There's something that we can focus on because as a human beings, our brains are really created for survivor. So we are created to look for what's wrong instead of celebrating what's good. Yeah. So we get to start rewriting it. And even if there are like 10 things going on in our lives, nine are working. And when it's not working as we want it to, we focus on that one thing. And what do you think that happened? The nine other things will start coming on where is our focus. So no matter what you're going through, no matter what you are intending to manifest, um, focus on what is working, what is good. What you're saying is so important. I listen to a lot of Abraham Hicks. Oh, every morning. Uh, yes, yes. Every, yeah. And so just recently. Recently, you know, a lot of the material coming out is exactly what you're saying, that of the areas of our lives, there is definitely at least one area or one thing that really feels good to us. And if we were to just focus on that thing, the others would take care of themselves. And when I thought about that, initially, it goes against what we're taught in school, I think in business that no, you problem solve, you focus everything on what's not working, but then your focus is so there, you it it's hard to align, if not impossible, with solutions, you know, when you're just looking at the problem mm-hmm. instead of, you know, taking time to focus on what feels light and free. And I notice that solutions just start to appear like they just come to mind immediately, like out of thin air, Some nothing has changed, but this idea occurs that you haven't thought of before. And it leads to the solution of something. Can you speak to us some more about that? Absolutely. And I love that because some people can think like, oh, this is like a woo, right? But when you think about it, it's really just logical because you cannot, and I believe Albert Einstein said it, you cannot create the solution from the place of that you created the problem. Yes, You get to change because very often the things around you are not going to change until you change right. or until you change your perspective, which is one of my favorite quotes from Dr. Wayne Dyer. Mm-hmm. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Change. It's so important and that literally saved my life hearing that and knowing that, that we can really change our perspective and how we are feeling about things. Because when you're, and it really goes back into surrender, trust, relax. When you are stressed, fighting for your life, you are just thinking and looking linear, just straight ahead of you just to survive. So the solutions can be right here and you are not going to see them because you are so focused on your survivor and on the problem, one problem right ahead of me. Let's solve it. Let's do that. How about you relax? How about you breathe? your perception will broaden and you will be able to see more things and solutions. Yes, it's so true. And I think the work is alignment, as you said earlier. And, you know, earlier on when I was first introduced to this material, and I've heard a lot of people say, you know, that's 
like you said, that's woo woo, that's bullshitty. But when you think about it, the work of alignment, it, it takes, I mean, it's work often. And, you know, even to, to get into that mindset, it's really having to use your mind as your greatest tool to then start to feel into emotionally to determine, yes, is this for me or no, is it not? And if it's something that hasn't been created yet, I mean, everything we enjoy in our lives, cell phones, electricity was once not here. It was an idea yet to be received. So manifestation has really always been the way the world comes about through people. And to really align, the more I align with just what feels good, what thought, even unrelated to anything, just things start to really happen well. Mm-hmm. And I wonder for you, is it, as you work with clients, are they attracted to you because this is what what they're aligned with? Or how is it that you and your clients interface with each other? I love that so much, Lisa, because that's exactly how it works for me. When I left, I left around five years ago, the corporate world. Okay. I was working in an office and, and working on social media. And then when I left, I created my first company, social media marketing agency. And I had it for almost a couple of years and I was working really hard on it, really proving myself, you know, that I'm worth of paying me a couple hundred dollars a month, you know, like really struggling to receive clients. I was pushing, I was hustling, I was working really hard and I did it for a couple of years. And then I'm like, I can keep going like that. It was like working seven days a week and I was tired, exhausted. My body was just shutting down. I was just so tired. And so I asked myself, what is that really light me up? What is that I really want to be doing? And I realized I love working with women. I love being nurturing and loving. That's just who I am. And yeah. it's funny, but it's it's also my purpose in human design. You know, I'm here to align people with their purpose through nurturing and sensitivity. Wow. Guess, right? <laughs> Imagine yes. that. So when I became really me, unapologetically me, when I stepped into who I really am, I started to be magnetic to the woman who resonated with me, who went through childhood mm-hmm. trauma, who went through toxic relationship who were afraid to speak their truth, who know they are meant for more, but they didn't know how to do it. And all the women who come to me are women who are helping others. So I work with lawyers. I work with doctors. I work with, I have two therapists that I'm working with now because they are here. And and like I have others, you know, like sound body healers, Reiki healers, Kundalini yoga teachers, single moms who want to be the best mom and really align with their kids and their family. So all the women who come to me are magnetized to me because they can see the possibilities. They can see Mm -hmm. the freedom that I have created. They can see the relationship that I have created and they want it. They don't want to be me, but they want their Their own own version. Exactly. Their own version. So I stopped chasing, you know, I stopped like, I don't like, I don't do paid ads or anything. I just feel, and, and this is true. And I tested it because I am like, I'm woo, but I'm also like practical. I'm very grounded. I'm Taurus. I like safety and I like stability and I like to understand things, you know, also in my human design five, one, five, I'm the teacher, but one, I want to like explore and, and like Mm. really have the stable foundation and safety. So if you tell me something, I was like, but how does that work? Right? Like (laughs) I want to, I want to know the proof. So I was playing with it in my business. I'm like, 
let me work really hard. Let me build courses. Let me launch things. Let me do retreats. In one month, I was like buried under work. And it was okay month, but right. it wasn't amazing. And then yeah. next month, I'm like, I was telling my husband, I was like, let's see how this month will work. I was tanning. I was taking complete weekends off. I was traveling, like working maybe a couple hours, really two yeah. days a week. And that was my richest month ever. That's amazing. So it really, really, really works. You get to relax, align, because you get to remember, it doesn't matter if you have a product or if you have a service, what makes other people want it to be around you and buy from you, it's your energy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you say, what you do, it's really your energy and people can feel that. So I think it's just fascinating for me to see that. I'm like, oh, yeah, you can actually be abundantly paid to be you. Okay. <laughs> it's a, that's awesome. I, abundantly paid to be you. And it's so true. And to to trust and do the inspired things. That's been my journey as well. What do I, of my to-do list, what do I feel like starting with mm-hmm. instead of what should I start with? And really mm-hmm. letting that direct yep. my days. Especially as manifesting generator, you know, as manifesting generator, you get to, that's the part that you have together with generators. You get to do the things that really light you up. Yeah. Really the things that, uh-huh, uh-huh, like what really pulls me in, right? Yeah. Even if it doesn't make sense, even if it like intuitively, it's like, oh, I really don't know if I shouldn't be like doing something else. You get to learn to trust. And then it's fun because you start to like, see and feel these breadcrumbs from the universe yes oh wait you start to feel it yes you start to feel it and you start to feel the unfolding so instead of stressing you relax and again you're open to receive and that's the fun part that's why we came here you know Lisa really Mm -hmm. experience this physical body experience these emotions experiment and feel and be right yeah absolutely you know I wanted to ask you because it's just so interesting to me, you were a fitness competitor. I was curious if you could share with us about that and what it even informs about your work, the things you learn there. Mm, that's a great question, you know, and, and it's so funny because I don't even like um, align with that anymore. Like okay. we go to the gym, you know, with my husband, sure. we work out body. It's like this vessel. We got to take care of it. Yeah. But when I was working out, when I was competing, I did a couple of fitness competitions. Then I was working with competitors. I was a, a fitness instructor. And I realized that I was doing that to, to be perfect, mm-hmm. you know, to have the perfect body. But I really didn't like care about my health. I wanted to look good because I was thinking like once I have the perfect body, then I will feel good. So I was basically living in the when land. When I have the perfect body, when I have the relationship, when I have the money, it was always in the future. It's funny because now I look back at my pictures, you know, when I competed or a little bit afterwards, I was like 20 pounds lighter than I am now. And I'm like, wow, the body looked amazing, but I had joint aches. I couldn't Mm. be sleeping. I lost my period for like eight months, you know, and that was, I'm not saying fitness, it's not healthy. The way I was doing it, it wasn't healthy, you know, overtraining. And now, like I mentioned, okay, I'm 20 pounds heavier right now. Never been healthier, never been happier. 
and I feel vibrant and radiant. And I'm, I, I do care about, you know, my body sure. we work out, we do feel our bodies, you know, but it's different. The motivation behind it's different. So I truly believe it's not about what we do, but why we're doing it. I wasn't doing it for the right reasons, you know, but what I learned is it, it really took me on to the inward journey. Because everything up until that point when I was competing was outward. How do I look? What other people think? And all of that. And I remember when I was on a stage, by the way, I sucked, you know, it was like in Alaska, (laughs) whatever. My body looked great, but I didn't know how to pose. I was just so nervous. So some of the pictures look great. Thank God that I paid for a photographer to have pictures because. (laughs) But I'm there lined up on the stage. And then. I saw like you have the judges, right? Sitting under the stage looking at you. And I see one of the ladies that had judges like look at me and she did like this look on her face of like disapproval, like Mm. this and look at somebody else and like nodding her head like, no, I'm like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. I am judging myself hard enough to make a preparation work. And it's a real exclusive sport, you know, with everything you're putting into it. For someone to give me like five seconds of their look and judging me, I was like, no, really not doing it. So that's when I stopped competing. I did it twice and I'm like, I'm done. Um, But it really taught me to go more inward because I realized I achieved the material things that I want. I had a great corporate job. I was married to a handsome guy back then, now happily divorced, again married. But on the outside, everything looked amazing. But on the inside, I was empty and dying. Sure. So it, I aligned with who I really am now. And now it's truly, however cliche it can sound, mind, body, spirit. And that's price. Uh, you know, I, I, I appreciate you sharing that story because on the outside, it could have looked like you had this really perfect life, yet mm-hmm. inwardly you felt so empty and de- like mm-hmm. starving. And, and that kind of training, I, I had lots of friends that did fitness competitions. They were starving. And though you look one way on the outside, you feel so differently inside. And I'm so glad you have taken this journey into remembering who you really are. And really being in touch with her. Yeah. And, and, you know, I truly believe that everything that is happening in our life, it's happening for us, Mm -hmm. even if it doesn't make sense in the moment, even when it's painful in the moment, even when we imagine it to be different, it's happening for us. And it gave me so much love and compassion and also to understand like, who do I want to be surrounded by? Right. Like before all of the people that I knew were competitors and competing and training and all these things, but we didn't have any other deeper connections. And I'm not saying that fitness people are shallow, but my focus was very shallow. My focus was very superficial. Right. So when you align with who you truly are, the things and everything in your life gets richer. Deeper, I hear that you went deeper than beyond the body. The body, beautiful, wonderful, but beyond the body, the mind, the spirit, what connects us to each other 
Absolutely. And those deeper connections, you will start seeing it everywhere. That's when you can look around yourself in the relationships that you have and their relationships are our biggest teachers. Let me tell they you. They are. They are. Right. Whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's partners, right. In our life, they're the biggest teachers. Yet when you allow yourself to be you and go really deep, the things and people around you will be changing. Yeah. Petia, how can people find you if they want to learn more about themselves through working with you? Where are the best ways? So my favorite place is on Instagram. That's where I reached you. Yes. (laughs) It's just my name, Petia Kolibova, and my website also petiakolibova.com, or I have also free Facebook group, Unapologetically Abundant Women, where I do my trainings and teachings and guests that it's really uh, just a safe space to hang out with other like-minded women. Thank you. You're just magnificent. And I'm so happy we're connected. Thank you so much, Lisa. And I'm buying the book today. So thank you so much. (laughs) You're so welcome. Please let me know what you think. And I'd love to be connected since you're in Vegas and I'm just right down the road in LA. Let's do it. Awesome. Thank you for your time. That concludes my show today with Petia Kolobova. What just a magnificent woman and teacher and person here amongst us. And um, this is my first show at the age of 50. I did a solo show last week. If you want to check it out, I don't do them often, but I had some things to share that have been on my mind since the year started. And I was approaching 50 and, you know, had some ideas about that that weren't so positive or healthy. And I've been able to work through them. I'm so happy to be here at 50. I feel younger, stronger, the best that I've ever been truly and uh, excited for what's next. I'm available. I want to connect with you. Go to NOLA Therapy on social media, Lisa at NOLA Therapy for email and um, have a great day. Bye. Listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir only on LA Talk Radio. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.